Thank you, all of you. It was in just one moment everything changed. I bring you good news of great joy today, this moment, a Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. It takes just a moment to make that announcement and everything changes. The British author, Fanthorpe, describes it this way when she says, Nothing unusual was happening to break the tedium of human boredom until... There was this moment when before turned into after, and the future's uninvented timekeepers presented arms. This was the moment when nothing happened, when only dull peace sprawled boringly over the earth. This was the moment when even energetic Romans could find nothing better to do than counting heads in remote provinces. And this was the moment when a few farm workers and three members of an obscure Persian sect walked haphazardly into starlight and straight into the kingdom of heaven. This was the moment. Luke speaks specifically about this, Luke chapter 2, and we won't read off screens today, but rather the Bible, if you want to join me from the Bible in the pew rack there. Luke chapter 2 evangelist describes the rest of the story this way. Mary and Joseph have already traveled to Bethlehem, beginning in verse 6. While they were there, it came time for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom God's favor rests. Luke goes on to tell us that the shepherds did as they'd been told. They went to investigate and see, is there really, and there was really, a baby laying in a manger wrapped in cloth. And they told the news, and people were amazed. In just this moment, everything changes. This moment turned into after and people walked straight into the kingdom of heaven. This is one moment Christians celebrate as one of our greatest hope-filled opportunities in earth's history, the Bethlehem moment. Have you had some moments like that just where everything changed just that quickly. In just one moment, those of you who watch basketball with me, I'm so happy when the winter comes and it's NBA time. Did you see that moment this week in one-tenth of a second? 
From the sideline, the ball is thrown inbound. It takes the perfectly positioned pass to be tipped into the rim, and the team comes from not only behind, but overtime times two, right? And the Knicks pull off what was to be a loss. It's a victory. It's just one-tenth of a second. By the way, those very badly behaving Knicks from two weeks ago. Very badly. They should all be kicked out. One-tenth of a second. In just a moment, everything changes. Sometimes it's energetic, engaging, exciting moments like that. In just one moment this week, Time Magazine announced that you are the person of the year. And about that quickly, it was over. How, how exciting was that? What a lazy announcement. What's the media supposed to do with that? Interview all of us? <laughs> You are the person of the year because you use the internet and you've changed the information age. Well, that's yesterday's news now. In just one moment, come and gone. Or in the Jong family, Sarah gives me permission to, sell, to tell you that Sarah and the kids were headed to the airport to visit family in the east. And um, Dan's in China, but Sarah and the three went off to the airport, checked in at the gate with their tickets, only to notice that their flight had already departed Yesterday, one of those early, early morning, 12.20 a.m. flights where you head to the airport the day before, but your flight is tomorrow. Sarah says the best part of the story is, there really isn't a best part, but <laughs> taking the shuttle back to the parking lot, and they have someone driving them who, who didn't see them before, who said, did you enjoy your flight? <laughs> In just a moment, you weren't to be here today, but welcome to church. In just one moment on Interstate 10 freeway yesterday morning driving here, there was a six-car pileup outside of Yukaipa. I was the seventh car. And in just a moment, tra cars traveling 70 and 80 miles an hour in the fast lane were all at a halt. And as I backed up and moved around all this wreckage that was, was, car, cars, with deployed airbags, there was one teenager standing out in the middle of the freeway, jumping up and down, screaming on his cell phone. In just one moment, I believe this young man's driving career might be over. He was the second in line causing this accident. In just one moment, did you hear the announcement this week? The country of Turkmenistan, larger than the state of California, nestled right above Iran, lost its leader, a dictator. A dictator who had sent many people into exile. And as soon as the news is out that he has died, those who've been exiled start popping their heads up from all over the world, traveling back home, wondering, is democracy perhaps possible now for us in our country in just one moment the gospel of luke shows us what god can do that is what the christmas story is about luke doesn't write to help us believe in christmas or to point us towards christmas he doesn't know the word neither do mary and joseph and jesus and neither do other christians for a few hundred years that's all right it if we were to, if Luke were to borrow our Christmas word, he might say it this way as we reflect on what he's written in Luke chapter 2. He might say to us, Christmas is about God getting something done. Christmas is about God's moment. 
What happened in Bethlehem is about God. And if, if you don't understand it any other way, think of just the difficult pregnancies in Israel's history. Back to Abraham and Sarah. And, and forward from them, their descendants. Think of Rebecca. Think of Rachel. Think of even Gideon and Samuel who were both born to barren women. Both leaders in Israel's history during their crisis years. Look at all of those difficult pregnancies. Rather, look at all of those remarkable pregnancies. It is this announcement, it's an exclamation mark that only God can do what God has promised. Humans will never be capable of doing this. Humans are always waiting on God. Even to Zachariah and Elizabeth and then Mary and Joseph and Jesus, who becomes the Savior of the world, it is impossible for humans to bring about what God promises. What God promises, God will deliver. That's what Christmas says to us. Christmas also is primarily then about you sitting still and letting God do the work. It's me hanging tight putting on the parking brake and going nowhere, being quiet while God does God's work. And I can't imagine that many of you have been still and quiet this week. But the Bethlehem story comes to this group out in the starry Bethlehem night sky, this unassuming, uneducated, probably the most underachieving group of humans that ever existed are shepherds. And to these humans who really have no ability to to demand or do anything comes this story. It just happens. Something so simple to nobody's in the middle of nowhere that affect all of us everywhere for all time. It comes to them while they're doing nothing. Christmas is perhaps then about us just sitting still and letting God do what God does. If Luke were to adopt our term, he may also say that Christmas is about praise and peace. Do you notice how they go together? Glory to God in the highest, the angels say, peace on earth. They sit side by side in the text. The text says there was one angel who came to announce, but then many, a host of angels. The original language said it's like so many you can't count. The sky is covered with angels as if there is praise above and below. And there's not one place in the earth that isn't hearing the praise of God. That's how many angels are praising God. One author in the 16th century wonders, do you think just one of those angels could have gotten Mary some warm water? No, he answers his own question. Everyone had to be about praising God, about saying who God is and saying what God does. Praise and peace go together in this passage. Glory to the God in the highest. And perhaps it is when we are praising God and saying who God is and what God does that simultaneously peace is also happening on earth. That it is in our praises that peace comes. Peace, which we've, decide, we've defined the beginning of the month. And welcome all of you who are visiting. We've been on this topic the month of December. Peace, the beginning of the month we define from its Old Testament context, context. Shalom, wholeness, tranquility, oneness, yes, salvation, being at ease, being secure, being safe. This is peace also in the New Testament. Peace. A gift from God. Luke makes it very clear. I can never go grabbing after peace. 
Anytime I try and grab after it and get it for myself, I'll always be unsuccessful. But Luke suggests to me in this passage that praise and peace sit side by side, that perhaps while I'm engaged in this act of praising God, that somehow peace also becomes part of my experience. So it is not that I can bring this peace and make it happen because it comes from God. What I can do is simply open myself up and make myself available to this peace. And it could be that there is a lot of unclaimed peace in the world. Peace that God has made available that you and I have walked away from. Could it be? I'm told that there are $1 billion worth of gift certificates from last Christmas that are out there this year still. You have a few of them in your pockets. I had one of them from Jerry and Loretta. Didn't even know until July or August they gave me a gift certificate last Christmas. I've used it, by the way. A billion dollars of unused gifts hanging out there in just our country alone. Could it be that there is unreceived, unclaimed, unincorporated peace that God's given you that you've not yet claimed? We do live in a world that chases after peace, and our world chases after peace by going to war. We chase after happiness by warring with each other. It is the same kind of world Jesus was born into. It is that kind of government Augustus was about, a warring world, chasing after happiness. And that is exactly why a baby in a wooden feeding box born to a poor couple in the middle of nowhere that no one knows is such a paradox. What in the world will this kind of leader do? for us how is that government going to survive that's the paradox in the story this is a prince of peace it will disrupt everything that we know socially politically spiritually relationally this leader will change us and we said at the beginning of the month the kind of kingdom will always be defined by the character and the quality of the king we have a prince of peace We have a prince of wholeness, of tranquility, of of completeness. We have a prince of salvation. That will be our kind of kingdom. Pastor Ken last week I thought was rather gentle on us when he suggested that when we lose our way on the path of peace, perhaps it's because the problem resides inside of us and not out there. And we'll come back to that topic more next week. I agree with him that in fact, when we lose our place, maybe it's that we are choosing war, that we are choosing conflict, that when these things bubble up inside of us, we would rather get even and get back and seek retribution and put people in their place and come out feeling a little bit better than to be available to the peace God wants to give us. I've been playing with this phrase the month of December as I've been reading, laying down my warring heart. I have a warring heart as a human being. You have a warring heart, I could suggest also. And my instinct is to go to war when something happens. I I am so sick of the freeways, the driving right now. It would be better not to be on the road now the next week or so. I'm at my limit. I'm I'm not being nice. I, I have a warring heart. So I'm in the traffic this week getting cut off. Someone tried to ram me on State Street in Redlands. Ram me with a big Ford truck. What is he thinking? 
And I'm in the car going, lay down your warring heart. Lay down your warring heart. It is not very easy. Lay down your warring heart rather than choose anger and outburst and putting him in his place and showing him who's got the right of way. What is it like to lay down my warring heart? I cannot make peace happen in my life, but I certainly can be available to the peace God wants to give me. And in order for that to happen, I may need to lay down my warring heart and do it with some intentionality. I enjoy very much this time of year watching shoppers, but in particular, I like to watch men shop. Men in the mall is just a prize of the season. (laughs) It is so precious. And it's better the older they get because the younger men have their children to cheat. You know, what does mommy want for Christmas? And the children do it all. But older men are, they're so convicted and they're so intentional and they're so desiring the right gift in the store. One man, two men in the same store. The first man has a piece of paper and he's reading carefully the fine print, the gift that he is after. And he's standing in front of the packages, reading and matching up language. He's buying nylons. (laughs) Ladies, nylons. There's only a couple more departments men shouldn't be caught in. And here he is in in the hosiery section. And he's so carefully reading word for word on the two pieces of paper. And he cannot figure it out. (laughs) It's so clear. He doesn't have a clue about nylons. He puts everything down. And I see him walk away for a minute. He must be saying, put down my worrying heart. Put down my worrying heart. And he comes back and he tries again with his paper and with the nylon package and he's matching words up. And finally he says to some woman, are these the same words, sheer caress and all day sheer? Is that that the same? (laughs) Oh, no, that's not the same. (laughs) So she helps him. And while this is happening on this side where I've been shopping in the dress section, there is... I can't see the man, but there's a little hat moving behind the rounders. One of those flat, plaid wool, beret kind of hats. And I know there's something under it. And and sure enough, out comes this very small little man with a cane. He wants to buy a dress for his wife, I believe. And he's looking through all the dresses in the department store. And there is one dress in the department store that should just not be there wrong. It's just bad. Very bad. These colors don't go on the same material. The orange and yellow and red and this green or brown color. Just bad. I'm watching him make his way through all the racks. I'm thinking, oh, please, God, don't let him take that. (laughs) Send him to the right rack. And he pauses in front of the one bad dress. And he puts his hand on it. And no, some woman's going to get this for a gift. And he picks it up and he begins to imagine her in it. And he's smiling. And (laughs) Just ask somebody. Someone will tell you, sir. Wrong. And then he begins to walk towards me. I think my prayer's being answered. Good, he's going to come and ask me. I can say, no, 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 try that. Here he comes, come, 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 come. And he's right here. And he says, excuse me. And he holds the garment up. What in the Sam Hill, blankety, blank, 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 
are all these ingredients. How can it be 100% polyester, 80% acetate, 20%? That doesn't add up to 100. What does this mean? There's an inside dress and an outside dress. So this is for the inside lining. This is for, oh, okay. Thank you very much. And by the way, I want to say, and he's gone before I can say it. And so this weekend on Christmas Sunday, there is a woman out there in a very ugly dress. Purchased with so much love, so much intentionality, so much desire to do this. It is that kind of intentionality I want to bring to my warring heart. Time after time, experience that. It'll happen many times throughout the day. I have a choice right now. I could lay down my warring heart and be calm and choose peace, or I could let it get me. It will take intentionality to be on top of that. That is my part, for I do have a responsibility in my peace. I will need to lay down my warring heart time after time, day after day, week after week. And in that surrender to God, I am available to a peace from heaven that I could get no other way. Lay down my warring heart. With intentionality. It's what I'd like to do this Christmas. I invite you to do the same thing. Maya Angelou released a poem for Christmas this year called Amazing Peace. And she reflects a little bit on this, although her language is different. She says, Snow falls upon falls upon snow falls and avalanche. Over unprotected villages, the sky slips low and gray and threatening. We question ourselves, what have we done to so affront nature? We interrogate and we worry, God, are you there? Are you really there? Does the covenant you made with us still hold? By the time she works her way to the end of the poem, she says this, Angels and mortars, mortals, believers and non-believers, all people, look heavenward and speak the word aloud. Just say, peace. Look at the world and speak the word aloud. Peace. Look at each other and speak the word aloud. Peace. Say it without shyness or apology or hesitation. Peace, my brother. Peace, my sister. Peace, my soul. Can you just say that word with me this morning? Peace. Can you say peace? Peace. Try saying it the next few days. Just say it aloud and to yourself. I choose peace. And when we do, it has become, it is my experience and it is the experience I observe in others that in a moment even, because the Bible says today, this day, a Savior has been born. Salvation happens right now in a moment. I have experienced and witnessed that even in our warring world, we will be at peace. It is why we can light candles 
because it's okay, but it's not okay, but it really is okay. We're missing the ones we love and, and we feel the tension, but we can light candles because we understand what's going on in this world is so much bigger than me. It's so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than one person we're missing. We are caught in a comprehensive conflict. And so it is. We realize the problem is so much bigger than us. And God is on it. So we light candles. We can be at peace in our warring world because of that. We can also be at peace in our warring world because, indeed, in the Bethlehem story, heaven has walked straight into earth. God is with you. You are not alone. I am not alone. Heaven's presence, heaven's hope, heaven's potential, heaven's solution is right here, right now, today, in this moment. A Savior is born. Christ the Lord. We're celebrating birthdays this week in our family an 18-year-old. When this 18-year-old was an infant, born a few days before Christmas, we brought her home from the hospital, and we did what all new parents do. We tried to figure out how to take care of her. Some days it worked, and some days it didn't. One particular day, her father was at work, and this infant was screaming and frustrated And I really didn't know what to do to help her. And you change the diaper and you feed and you dress them warmer and then you undress them to cool them off and then you start all over again. And and before you know it, she's screaming so hard she can't breathe and I can't breathe watching her not breathe. And no one knows what to do. And the house is full of frustration. What are you to do next? And instinctually something happened. I began this little baby on the bed to undress her and take off everything, including her little newborn baby diaper, and pulled that child close to my skin right here in the crook of my neck, and I held her tight, and I began to rock back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it was quiet. And she was still. And we were both at peace. And that is Christmas. God taking you and pulling you close, skin to skin, and rocking with you back and forth and back and forth, back and forth, and saying to you and showing you, this is peace. Be still. All is really well. In just a moment, that happens. Oh, I pray you've already experienced it. And that you'll experience it again and again this season. That is the foundation. And when we get it, we start to give it. And that is wholesome, solid, beautiful peace in this world. The children are going to come and sing about this for us now. Thank you, children. We just can't help being excited about Christmas and getting presents. But what we know for sure is that Jesus is the best gift of all.
Wrapped up in a Christmas bow God gave each of us a present On that night so long ago It's a gift that keeps on giving If our spirits can receive It's the secret joy of living If our hearts can just believe And the gift goes on 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 And on and on And the gift goes 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 on Then your life is full of love You can give away the present That began with God above Just the ripples in the water The circles of our love extend Lord was started with the Father It's a gift that has no end And the gift goes on, 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 and on and on, and the gift goes 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 on. The Father gave the Son, the Son gave the Spirit, the Spirit gives us life, so we can give the gift of love. The Father gave the Son, the Son gave the Spirit, the Spirit gives us life, so we can give the gift of love. pray, shall we? Dismiss us now, God, in your peace, your peace only. That peace which we cannot grab and pull and hoard. That peace which comes freely from you. Dismiss us now in the name of Jesus. Amen.